Hello, everyone, and thank you again for tuning in to episode number 12 of the Don't At Me podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 18th. I'm your host, Drew, accompanied again with Brock and Jason. Hello, boys. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey. Another week, another dollar. That's right. Many, many dollars. $12 in total, actually. Uh, (laughs) Today, we're going to be going over uh, the fantasy football preview, as always. We'll get into some basketball, uh, of course, and coffee talk for later. Uh, Brock, question for you. Are gift cards an acceptable Christmas gift? So here's here's my personal opinion. In my personal opinion, what do people love to do? People love to shop for themselves. And you could, I know a lot of people say if you give a gift card, you might as well give cash. But that's not the case. You're, you're justifying this individual shopping for themselves and treating themselves. That's why I feel like gift cards are okay versus cash. Cash may be a little tacky, but gift cards... I mean, you're gonna buy them something from the store anyway, and they're just gonna return it. Like, I'd rather have I'd rather have the options from a cool. Like, you could get anything from any store. Like, that's what I like, especially getting a gift card to somewhere you don't usually shop. It incentivizes you to get something new, try something different. You know, uh, get out of your comfort zone maybe a little bit. I think gift cards are a great gift, and a lot of people frown upon them. What's your take, Jason? I'm not one of those that frown upon them. Uh, I do love gift cards. It makes shopping a lot easier for those folks. Uh, let's say, for instance, you both love Nike. You guys are Nike grown. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what exactly you guys do like from Nike. There's so many things. But if I were to get you a Nike card, you guys would know what to pick automatically. Exactly. It, it takes the stress away from us. And you guys can pick whatever you guys want. And it doesn't limit limit to you guys. Another thing about the gift card. So, you, you uh, like you said, you know that we love Nike. So, if you were to get me a couple Nike shirts and a pair of Nike shorts... It's like, all right, $45. It's like, but man, there's these new Janoskis that are $45 too, and I want those. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't go wrong with some some people. You know you can't go wrong, but what if there's something they're eyeing? And, you know, they're not going to return a, a couple shirts that they because obviously they're going to like them in the pair of shorts, but, you know, they wanted those shoes. Now, I, I certainly see where you boys are coming from, and, and there is nothing better than, than getting a gift that you know that you can choose what you want. But just to play devil's advocate here, the the downside of gift cards is the psychological impact of opening a present, knowing that someone has put their time and effort into getting you something specific for yourself, is really nice. That's what I like to do. I like a nice big old box to open and tear into, and sometimes uh, it, it's not what you expect just from the size, but you know, so, sometimes it, it turns out to be something real good. So, uh, you know, gift cards work well, but... I, I thought that... But then I turned five years old and I got over it. Well, you know, gift cards are the way of the future, but I'm, I'm just trying to play on the other side of the coin here. Anyway, we'll, we'll move right along now. And now we'll get into the fantasy recap. Last week on Don't Matter Me Podcast. And that's something that you have not checked off yet. And I know you're in first place and you're flexing your muscles and you're feeling pretty good. But let me tell you something. I'm coming for you in the championship. I'm going to run through Bobo and I'm going to run through you just like I did with the rest of them. And I see your record out there. But let me tell you something, brother. You got a injury-filled roster that I'm not afraid of. Well, that didn't turn out quite the way I had envisioned. I was so focused on beating my own brother in the championship round that I didn't even consider the challenge that was in front of me. I knew Bobo had good matchups. I knew his team was really coming together. But my team had given me every reason to have this confidence. Well, it just goes to show that when you speak too soon, the fantasy gods will hear. And when they hear, they will act upon those spoken words. Oh, and they have. By giving me the lowest point total of my entire season, 74.1 
As I prepare for my third place consolation matchup, I'll leave you with this quote from Shel Silverstein that sums up my season. There are no happy endings. Endings are the saddest part. So just give me a happy middle and a very happy start. To Kevin and Bobo, good luck to both of you this week and may the better man win. Well, Drew, I couldn't have put that much better myself. I have to say, uh, Kevin, congratulations on beating me. You know, my team didn't show up for the first time in 15 weeks, but uh, I, I respect you, and I will fight for third place with the glory that this league deserves. Um, you guys want to jump into the Sacco matchup now in between Daniel and Kristoff? Yeah, we'll get right into this matchup uh, every year, of course. Uh, one of the more exciting matchups other than the championship game. Uh, we had Kareem the Nightmare versus Kristoff. So Kristoff took it to him, 129-91. to I think Daniel uh, foresaw his fate earlier in the week, uh, stating that he was going to lose before the Thursday night games even started. So I, I think just matchup-wise is what he was looking at there. Jason, what did you see from this matchup that... Uh, uh, set it apart. Just want to add on that Kristoff was in the wrong bracket. At least uh, his team was very powerful, but was in the wrong bracket, which made him uh, very superior against the other teams. I did, however, think that Daniel had a fighting chance. Um, his team, uh, Jared Cook, only had three point three. Eric Ebron finally quieted down with one point three, and then Doug Martin at three point nine. So um, nothing much more to say. Uh, Daniel made a good effort this uh, this year, making the trades at the end of the year uh, for contention. But however, Kristoff. You won't be in the bunny suit, as Daniel will be the first time in the bunny suit. What do you guys think about that? Daniel in the bunny suit this year. You know, there, next, yeah. there, there was a part of me that wanted Kristoff to lose because of the, the energy that Kristoff has and the, the genuine, like, I don't, I don't know how he to put it. He has passion. He's much more passionate. I feel like Daniel is a, a, more, a more neutral or, or dry individual in terms, <laughs> of, in terms of personality. And Kristoff would really play it up. I feel like Daniel's just going to put on the suit and, you know... Let us let us have our laughs and not really give us anything. Kind of like yeah, but I, I think Kristoff's personality may have may have made it a little bit better. But last place gets it right. Daniel will do the minimum required uh, <laughs> amount of time in the bunny suit, As he uh, which is fair. You know, I can't say I do anything differently, but I also can't say that I'd ever lose a sacco. This so, this sorry to go for it. This just shows you that our league is very competitive. How every year there's a different uh, winner. Uh, no one's ever won it back to or two times. I mean, this year it might be. Um, but no one's ever lost, uh, been in the sacco or been in the bunny suit more than twice or more than once. So Jason, you bring up a good point there with uh, no one winning the league twice yet. We do have a shot with Berto here. Uh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Excuse me, Bobo. Um, so I want to get your guys' perspective on this and uh, who you would want to root for in the championship. Someone that hasn't won yet and you'd like to see them get it or are you against the person who's going for the second one? Don't you want to be the first one to get two? Well, some of us haven't gotten one yet. So what's your guys' take on like who you'd root for to win? For me personally, if it's not me winning, it's irrelevant. Um, right. I'm just glad that this league has been as strong and together as we've been these past six years. The fact that it has been a different winner every year is, you know, it makes me feel good as a commissioner. Like we have a good group. Everyone keeps, you know, they set the lineups that we keep intact. You know, different teams are making the playoffs every year. Um, I feel like... I, I could care less who wins. Um, I just hope that the winner does a uh, win honorably, like Bobo did so graciously last year. 
so the projected line is Baba at 124 to Kevin at 108. I mean, those projected numbers are never true, but uh, coming into that matchup, Kevin does have a, a tough hand to match up to. Yeah, uh, look, just looking at Baba's running backs, holy guacamole. He got Joe Mixon, who's been putting up numbers every week. Derrick Henry is looking like a league winner right now. And then uh, if Todd Gurley can pull one out and play this week, which he probably will, um, I mean, having three workhorse running backs, between those three, that's 90 touches right there. Like, it's, that's pretty hard to beat. But Kevin's overcome the odds since starting 0-3. So anything is possible. Um, Kevin himself doesn't look like he has too many very good matchups, actually. Um, just Travis Kelsey. But everyone actually has a lot of tough matchups. Should be, should be interesting. Yeah, we might be in for a low-scoring week. Uh, once again, good luck to you boys, and uh, we'll be excited to see what the outcome is next week. Um, all right, uh, as fantasy is dwindling down to an end, uh, we'll get into a little bit of basketball here. Uh, the Lakers uh, just finished a loss here in Brooklyn. Uh, so that's two in a row on the road, and I think they're one and three on this road trip here. Uh, are you guys panicking? What's your panic levels at? Go ahead, bro. Okay, so my take is on it. these games that they did lose on the road. The Rockets, uh, they're really on the bottom. Um, Standings-wise, I mean, they're picking up as late, but that should have been a win on the road. Uh, Wizards are horrendous. They should have won that one on the road. And the Nets, all these teams are subpar, not in the playoff contention. Well, Rockets are, but none of these teams are fighting for anything. And for the Lakers to lose all these three games on the road, this shows you that they're either tired or this the chemistry issues like we've, I've mentioned previously. It's got to be one of these problems. Uh, they shouldn't be losing these games. They should have won both of the, or all these three. Uh, what's your guys' take on this? I feel like it is fatigue, you know. Um, the other night they had a back-to-back in Washington and, you know, going to the East Coast, regardless of the team, uh, Washington hasn't played very strong, but, you know, uh, John Wall's been super hot lately. He's uh, really carrying that team back to where they need to be, and uh, it's, it's a solid team. It's not like they lost to a bunch of, bunch of you know, uh, scrubs, but, I mean, having a day off and then going to Brooklyn and, and taking the L like they did today... Um, their three-point shooting was, was horrible tonight. Um, I wasn't able to watch most of the game, but just their inability to finish. Um, they consistently have, have ridiculous turnovers. They, they try to be showtime sometimes, I feel. and they Or I feel like they force showtime. And deep down, I think that is what this team is and what this team will be is being very exciting, a lot of passes and a, and a lot of fast break points. But they don't make their free throws. They don't rebound very well. If you watch the game tonight, I say this all the time, but I just can't I can't harp on it enough. Teams pick on Kyle Kuzma regardless. Whoever he was guarding had the ball uh, consecutive, like probably five to six possessions in a row in the fourth quarter, and it didn't matter if it was Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, if it was D'Angelo Russell, or if it was Joe Harris. They had everybody going off against Kuzma tonight. Well, Brock, I think I might know someone uh, that might be available via trade that could help with some of the Lakers' defensive woes. What do you think about Anthony Davis coming over as a trade? For me personally, everybody's on the block. I don't care who you are. If, it's, if your name isn't LeBron James, I'm comfortable trading if that's the outcome. Um, I see here that uh, this is the potential trade that is out. It's Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and their first-round pick next year for Anthony Davis. So kind of, how do you guys kind of feel about that offer? Is that something you'd be work, willing to do? I, I'm never willing to part with the young guys, but 
with when you have LeBron James and you're in contention to have AD, I say go for it. Um, having those two as a ma- uh, together on a team, I don't know how it work on the court, but I mean they're both smart players, so I can see it working uh, with some games under their belt. But AD and LeBron on the same team—that just sounds crazy. But you'd be sacrificing. That's yeah. yeah. This is this is for the next three years. You have to understand. So you're giving up Ingram, Lonzo, Hart, which aren't none of them are great right now. I think two of them are good right now. I think Hart is working his way up. Lonzo's potential, I think. Um, currently, I personally believe Lonzo's potential this year has surpassed Brandon Ingram's. Um, I do like Brandon Ingram's future outlook, but right now I do think Lonzo has a higher ceiling than Brandon Ingram due to his playmaking ability. Yeah, I think I am on the other side of that as well. As crazy as it sounds, I think I may want to keep the, the young guys. As transcendent as Anthony Davis is, he does have a strong history of injuries, and... For that to happen at the wrong time. He hasn't towards... been hurt in a couple years, though. But look at the history, though. Dude. Know, it's it's but... Nixon bruises all the way around. And if, if it comes in the wrong time, it's not going to be good. And you're giving up all those assets for it. I think that you might uh, set your sights too high on Anthony Davis when you look at this offseason. You look at potential guys that they could sign while holding on to these kids. Uh, I, I would be all for, you know, trading, you know, maybe two of them. But when you're talking about selling the farm for... Uh, the best player in the NBA. No, I listen. I agree, but there's there's other factors you have to think about. You have to think about pairing him up with LeBron, and it's not just playing on the court. It's about things outside of basketball. When you sign LeBron, you sign on for him to manage your team and manage the entire organization. So how does that make another superstar feel like Anthony Davis when he has suggestions for guys to sign and they're only taking LeBron's side? Well, how long is LeBron going to be there? At least four years, right? Is Anthony Davis going to take up that much control of, of what he has to say to the front office? LeBron has his foot in the door with them already, no matter what team he's on. I agree, but he's going to know that uh, that, that for uh, the legacy of LeBron, for him to win a championship, not only – you can't say that he's going against a weak conference because the West is as strong as it's ever been. You can't say that he's, he's ducking a team because – all the best teams are in the West, and for his personal legacy to carry a team like this to the championship is in his best interest. And Anthony Davis, if he genuinely wants to win, that's the only way he'd go to the Lakers is if he wants right. to win because he'd have to take some sort of pay cut, definitely relatively, because the taxes in California at least are greater than New Orleans. But if that's genuinely what he wants, then he would understand that coming into LA. I mean, I, I agree with that also, and I, I think for sure that LeBron's only reason to come here is, I mean, well, there's obviously multiple reasons to come here for his brand and to win more championships, and I think everyone knows that this year is kind of a see where we are year and throw it away, and if we make the playoffs, that's great, and then next year, when the offseason comes and there's more free agents to sign and you're adding them with the young players, that's when you're really going to find uh, what our max potential is at, not necessarily selling out this early uh, when we just got everyone together. The, the crazy part about it is uh, the Lakers are already preparing for this. So they could have been in contention for a Trevor Reza, which they were trying to work out a deal with the Suns. But they're trying to save all their assets they can, their first-round pick, second-round picks for Anthony Davis. So whatever they're trying to do is for Anthony Davis now, which can be detrimental because, I mean, with Trevor Reza, they could have probably made the Western Conference Finals. I mean, not making the championship with the Warriors, but... I feel like everything they're doing now is for Anthony Davis, which is kind of scary because if you're relying on one person, it's it's who, you, who what's your backup plan? That's the scary part. And Anthony Davis, the only reason for him to leave is if the Hornets don't make the playoffs or if they obviously they're not going to maybe first round, second round, but they're not going to win. And the other thing is 
He's going to get a lot more money with the Hornets if he signs with the Pelicans. Oh, sorry, not the <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> the Pelicans. So, he's going to lose a lot of money. If he's yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a mistake. But if he does re-sign with the Pelicans, he can receive the max offer. And if he were to come to the Lakers, if he wanted to willingly, he would receive a big pay cut. I mean, I, I can see him making that money up with marketing or some other kind of brand deal. But uh, it's, it's kind of hard either way you look at it. I want him, but I just, yeah, that's just my take on it. Also, this kind of leads me into something. Um, you said that um, maybe the Western Conference Finals this year, with the team, the, with the way that this team is currently constructed, and the way that the West is really uh, teams taking punch for punch and really beating each other up to dropping these records, I genuinely believe the Lakers have a shot to win a championship this year. I with this group, with this group of players that they have, really? it's it's someone needs to get hot between Lonzo Kuzma. Well, not Kuzma. Kuzma has been hot. But uh, Kuzma needs to keep it going. It needs to be Lonzo, Ingram, or Hart. Um, and I think if one of those three could show up to be maybe not an all-star type player, but that late push and just having uh, having some sort of resurgence maybe after the all-star break, and that gives you almost three superstars right there with LeBron being LeBron. If I think they do need to keep his minutes down as the season progresses, but they have to keep themselves in playoff contention, obviously. But um, I don't see why they, they couldn't. I mean, I... I think it would take an injury from one of the big two in Golden State between Curry and Durant. But I genuinely believe that this team has the chance to, to fight for a championship. I know I, I would not consider them favorites in any way, shape, or form. But the way the Rockets look, I know that James Harden is heating up, but that's one player. Um, the way the Nuggets, the Nuggets are good, but they too have injuries right now with Gary Harris and Paul Millsap out. Um, you look at the, I mean, the... The Raptors are a great team, but Kawhi's been in and out all year, too. Like, he was hurt all last year with that quad. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is playing out of his mind right now, but is he going to keep it up all year? I, he's a good player, but, you know, I like there's 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 a path to the Lakers getting to, and winning a championship this year, in my opinion. Obviously, health will play a big factor in the Lakers uh, making the playoffs and hopefully a championship. Uh, two guys that are looking to come back pretty soon, uh, Rajon Rondo and Brandon Ingram, are nearing the return. So do you think uh, having them back will be uh, a telling sign of, of a turnaround? Definitely. As we mentioned, uh, fatigue has played a big part in the losses lately. Uh, so with Ingram coming back, that brings more depth, um, especially with Rondo as well, because Lonzo's playing a lot of minutes. But And also on the con side of that, um, since Lonzo's been heating up, I don't know how it's going to take for how many minutes he's going to be sharing with Rondo. So there's pros and cons to both. Um, Hopefully Rondo, it's just Rondo has that presence on the court and he just tells what tells people what to do. It's been a while since he's been on the court, so I don't know how they're going to implement him on the court. What my question is for you guys: Who's the number two viable option on the Lakers besides LeBron James? Who would would you take for the last shot to look for? I think right now it's it's Brandon Ingram because he is probably the in terms of percentages the best free throw slash three slash, you know, mid-range shooter. Um, I think Kuzma definitely has that, that mama mentality where he's a killer. Like, he's willing to take that last shot, but I feel like he forces bad shots more, and I feel like Brandon Ingram can kind of get a, a different... Um, he can kind of get anywhere on the floor differently. He's a much better driver than Kuzma, and his length allows him to get fouled a lot more frequently, and he's a better free throw shooter than Kuzma. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Kuzma definitely has the clutch potential, but I think getting off a good shot, I think uh, Ingram has the best shot at that. You see with his post game, his mid-range, he can drive and get fouled, like you said. Um, I definitely want the ball in Coo- or uh, Ingram's hands. 
But I mean, another question here is everyone's saying Ingram is not playing the best with LeBron. So at the end of the game, are, are they both in the game to, for one of them to take that shot? Obviously one of them will, but will both of them? Yeah, I think both of them will be in, be playing together a lot, but I really do like Ingram as that six-man playmaker right. off the bench uh, while Rondo's out. All right, we'll get into a, a minor trade that we had. Uh, a lot of talk about Trevor Ariza getting moved eventually, and it looks like he did. There was uh, a lot of drama behind it, though. Oh, yeah, a yeah. ton of drama. Jason, you want to break down to us uh, how this all started and, and the events that occurred? So, uh, the laughing stock of the NBA recently are the Suns, uh, especially their owner, Robert Server. He doesn't want to make any trades with the Lakers due to the Lakers being very good, and then the Suns are very, uh, what can I say, bitter about it and very petty. Um, so the proposed trade was Trevor Reza goes to the Wizards, uh, Kelly Uber goes to Memphis, and then uh, one of the Memphis guards, I think it was, Suns thought they were getting Dylan Brooks, but in, in return they were getting Marshawn Brooks. I didn't even know he was still in the league, I thought he was in China. <laughs> That's what I thought, but... Former Laker, right? Yeah, yeah. It, so... That was a trade, and so once the Suns heard about what who they're actually getting, they backed out. It was very, and the weird part is when you're making trades with teams, you should be talking to each team. But the Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies weren't talking to each other; they were talking straight to the Wizards, relying the information of both teams, which is very odd to me. It's NBA. How are you not going to be communicating? <laughs> Anyways, so that was a proposed trade, and then an hour later, Woj bomb comes out saying the trade uh, it, it didn't work out. Uh, a day later, the Suns make a trade with only the Wizards for Kelly Oubre and Austin Rivers for uh, Trevor Reza. By the way, I think that was a great trade for the Suns. I think Oubre, um, although I hear, I think he only has one year left on this contract. That, that's why they traded that, him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you mentioned that last week. But um, being able to re-sign him, I think Oubre's a, I think he has yeah. a lot of potential still. He's young compared to Trevor. Ten years younger than Trevor. Yeah, Reza. I think for the so why why was Trevor Reza signed in the first place? He should, that's, he should have never been a Suns. That's what's ridiculous to he me. He should have resigned. Well, it's the money for him personally. But well, I'm sure, but why are the Suns interested yeah, in him? No, it, what it makes them think that they that they have a shot? I don't care if they have a number one pick. Maybe they were thinking that he would have this value the way he did, and then that's why they got Kelly Oubre. Probably they were thinking ahead, but this is. Yeah, I agree with you. But it's such a weird, weird signing for the Suns to have. I always think it's weird when, like, look at a isn't Jabari Parker going through the same thing with the Bulls what right it, now? What they just signed him on the off season. What what happens between the time you sign to now, you know, almost midway through the season? Yeah. That well, it's it's front offices admitting their to their mistakes, which is rare, especially in professional right. sports. These guys' yeah. egos are ridiculous. And these guys get paid so much. That it's like these the front offices have to justify it one way or another. Oh, like yeah. you said, when they when they decide that they messed up, it's like it's almost like they make the player look like the bad guy. Yeah, and the bad teams can all also usually hide their bad signings behind you know like oh we're re- right or re- yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, but the Suns just got a way of putting a target on their back and letting it be known how much they screw up every every single time. Yeah, so. they they want everyone to know how yeah. bad they are. It it really is rough, but uh, you know te- teams make make decisions like that and. I mean, how often does it work out, really? Rarely. <laughs> very rarely. Very, very, it just comes down, like you guys said, the front owner, the, the ownership, and then the front management office. I mean, it's only been 20 games, and they're trying to get rid of Jabari Parker. He's been paid two years, 40-something mil, which is a lot on the books. Um, they have Laurie Markkinen, uh, Bobby honestly, Portis. Honestly, a two-year deal, especially for that particular team, uh, where they're at in their rebuilding process, I don't think is a is I mean you could kind of just throw that money away. What's like, Levine's contract like? I mean, well, Levine, a lot bigger. Yeah, Levine got like maxed out. Yeah, yeah. 
he, he got Max up, but why, why sign him if you already know? Like, it doesn't make sense, doesn't make any sense to me. They had all this hype. Oh, he's, he's bringing him back home to Chicago. And then look, right. this is what happens. It's upsetting. I think they were just looking for something for the, something for the fans, something for the media. You know, he was a number two overall yeah. pick. Like, Everyone wants him. the next Derrick Rose over there. Yeah, give him something to root for. All right, boys, to start off Coffee Talk, we have Christmas trivia. So, I have quite a few questions for you guys, uh, Christmas-related, of course. Uh, so, we'll just go ahead and get started. These are multiple-choice questions. All right, question number one. Where did the Christmas tree originate? Is it America, Asia, Europe, or Africa? I'm going to go Europe. Yeah, I feel like that's very European to, to pick something in your front yard and to put it into your home. Yes. Like a tree. You boys would both be correct. All right. Anyone keeping score here? Or? All right. I'll write it down. All right. Thank I'll take, you. I'll take one for myself. All right. Question number two. In which century was the Christmas tree first used? 16th, 17th, 18th, or 19th? Those Europeans uh, have early adapting ideas. I'm going to say that it was the, the 16th century. The 16th century. I'm going to go... It was 16th, 17th. 18th and 19th. I'm going to go 18th. 18th century. Jason, you are wrong. Yes. Brock, you're right. Yes. All right, so we have two to one score here. Those Europeans are very innovative. In the 16th century especially. I hope to marry a a European one day. All right, question number three. (laughs) Which tree does not belong? (laughs) (laughs) The Douglas fir, the noble fir, Scott's pine, or the Florida pine? So there's a lot of issues in Florida, and one of them is their trees. So I'm definitely going with the Florida pine. Sorry, can you repeat that one more time, Drew? Sure. Which tree does not belong? Douglas fir, noble fir, Scots pine, or Florida pine? Florida pine. I have no idea. All right. Jason jumping on the back of Brock, and it was worth a shot. Both got it right. Well done. Three for three, baby. Let's go. All right. Moving on. Never lost. Never lost. Question number four. Where are most Christmas trees grown? Oh, yeah. by the way, guys, this is a Christmas tree. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I left that part out. So, where are most Christmas trees grown? <laughs> Wild forests? Tropical, jun- <laughs> tropical jungles? Say that five times. Uh, tree farms or deserts? I'll say that again. Wild forests? Tropical jungles, tree farms, or deserts? I'm really hoping this is a trip qu- trick question because I think there's an obvious answer of of the forest, right? I'm going tree farm. I want to be different. Tree farm? They take the trees from the forest and take them to the farm. That's, that's how the they point. get there. That's, that's the point. Well, Brock, the first one that you've gotten wrong, <clears throat> and Jason has gotten it right. <laughs> there you tree go. Farm. They, they, they bring- farm trees. They don't bring the trees there. They farm them there. <laughs> they grow them there. They breed them there. It's not like SeaWorld and they just take a orca from the wild and slap take, it in there. That's exactly what they do. They take a baby tree and they make a big tree. Right. Take that out. All right. Question number five. What were the first artificial Christmas trees made from? Goose feathers? Plastic? Metal? Or chicken feathers? I'm gonna go chicken feathers. I'm gonna go with the more elegant answer of geese feathers. Okay. 
Uh, Brock, you're right. God, I know. Jason, can I ask you why you, why chicken over goose? Chicken's very popular. Uh, it's very uh, more readily available. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right, which is why they wouldn't want to make it for <laughs> Christmas tree. Uh, question number six of the Christmas tree quiz: What do most Europeans use for Christmas tree lights? Incandescent. What? Incandescent. How is that pronounced? <laughs> Incandescent bulbs, LED lights, real candles, or floodlights. I'll say that again. What do most Europeans use for Christmas tree lights? Incandescent bulbs, LED lights, real candles, or floodlights? I'm going to go with the first one. What was that? <laughs> incandescent or incandescent bulbs? What the word was? I'm tempted to go with that one because of your... You genuinely wanted to get that out, and I think you would have just went past it if it wasn't the answer. <laughs> but I know floodlights is wrong. Candle seems not smart to light a tree on fire or have a tree close to an open fire. Um, what was the other one? LEDs. LEDs. LED also gets very hot. It's maybe not the best. Um, I also don't know what it, it can. Ir, it can. I can guess it. I don't know what that word is. So I'm gonna go with that one. You know me so well. Or do you? No, it is real candles. What? What? Is what most Europeans use for Christmas tree lights. Real candles? Let me see if that's right. Oh, yeah, sources. real candles. Real sources. Candles. Yeah. Sources, christmastrivia.net. All right. Uh, next question, number seven in the Christmas tree quiz. What is the tree with fake snow called? Is it called snowed, flocked, white, or frosted? Just like my donuts, I'm going to call it frosted or powdered. This is a what they call a white tree? This is actually what they call a flocked tree. Oh, flocked. That's F-L-O-C-K-E-D. All right, question number eight. It was, do we have a score count? Uh, yes. Did Brock get the last one right? That's what I was No. no. Okay, so Brock, you won. It's uh, not over. Oh, it's not over? Oh, oh we still okay. have Brock's three, more, three more questions. Okay, Brock's winning. Six to two, right? Uh, no, it's three. no, you didn't get that many, right? Or five, four. four you got two. four. Four to two. Four to three, actually. Dang it. Yes. All right, moving along. Uh, when do most Americans put up Christmas tree? Weekend after Thanksgiving? The uh, second week of November? The second week of December? Or on Christmas Eve? Uh, it's good. It's weekend after. I'm going to say the, the two weeks into December one. I'm going to go weekend after Thanksgiving. So Brock says the second week of December. Jason says weekend after Thanksgiving. And congratulations, Jason. Oh! I feel like that was there. too chalky, but we got our Christmas tree very late this year, and it was only 10 bucks. Oh, wow. For, for a huge tree. That's a very good deal. I very guess good. we're not most Americans. All right, next question. Uh, we're tied, by the way, 4-4. Four, four. What kind... Oh, this is the last question. What kind of origins does the Christmas tree have? European. Oh, man. All right, Christian, Buddhist, pagan, or Hindu? I'm gonna go pagan? That's a wild guess. Uh, I'm trying to be different. I'm gonna ask you to repeat them. Alright, uh, what kind of origins does the Christmas tree have? Christian, Buddhist, pagan, or Hindu? So, I know. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm gonna say Christian. Alright. He probably is right on that one. 
Jason is right with yeah. Payton. Yeah, boom! I want the one. <laughs> the comeback. It's yes, real. I have no idea what, what Payton what was is. What was the score then? Did uh, I won. At five you did win. Four. Oh, well, congrats! Yes, I came back from the from the dead to beat oh. him. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. Now you have uh, all the Christmas tree trivia facts that uh, you could ever possibly want to know. There you go. All right. Uh, did did uh, Brock right. have a a segment for us? So. I have a little something now. It's it's a it's an interesting thing. It's that time of the year where uh, you know sports season is really dwindling down. So what do we do? We jump to the news headlines. And what state has more interesting, unique, diverse, uh, troubling headlines than Florida? So I'm just gonna run through a couple couple headlines. I want you guys just to react to them, okay? All right. You guys ready for this? This is, sounds um, like fun. So top, we'll say top top five or six most insane Florida news headlines of all time. All right. The first one opens up. A lot of people say that they don't want to visit Australia because of uh, large uh, insects. Um, they have alligators, I've sharks, spiders, uh, drop bears. But here, our first wow. our first headline is a Florida man bitten by shark, punched by monkey twice, struck by lightning, and bitten by snake. React. <laughs> was this all in the same setting? Was this like all at once? Or was it throughout like a time period or like? What's the backstory to this? So, <laughs> I'm guessing he got out of the water and was immediately punched twice by a monkey. I think he was stunned by the monkey, pushed back into the water, uh, bitten by the shark. As he's walking out from the shark bite, there's a snake right there, and as he's recovering and potentially sucking out any venom, he's struck by lightning. This guy can catch a break. I think he, he was struck move. by lightning after. Yes. He survived all this? Also, he was punched by the monkey twice. Let's not forget that. No, I understand. I mean, the first time, fine, sure. But, I mean, you get punched twice by a monkey, at what point do you just draw the line? This guy looks oddly comfortable in his, in his, in his hospital bed, too. You know he loves telling a story. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a smile true? on his face. He's got an IV going. He's feeling great. news headlines? So, all right. Let's... Let's uh let's just jump into the next headline. All right, our next headline is Florida man tells police his wife was abducted by intruders using holograms. Please react. Tupac? Yes, of course. I think I need more information. Like what he tried to Can you just say it again? Martin County Sheriff's investigators approach a rental trailer in Florida. One of its inhabitants informed them that his wife had been abducted by intruders who were using holograms. The 53-year-old man was extremely agitated when he told the deputy that they abducted her. <laughs> uh, according to a police report, the man stated they used holograms to project signals on the walls and get them to do what they wanted and to communicate with each other. So basically like when you get a laser pointer and you get your cat to scratch the wall. Okay. Oh. So. I, I this, brings, <laughs> this brings me back to the, the only hologram I think of. That's a, the Tupac is the first thing. So did Tupac uh, take his wife? Well, who thing? Did they ever find the wife? So did the holograms abduct the wife? I'm lost here. These intruders used holograms okay. to bamboozle oh. the wife. To okay. To get her outside? To get her to do what they want. Um, okay. Obviously, it was some sort of uh, leaving. They, have, they lived in a trailer. It was a small area. Oh. Um, likely, they got her out of the trailer and were able to uh, take her, okay. I guess. But the question is, did they ever find her? Um, is county, she still missing? County deputies did not reveal that in the story. Oh, no. um, oh I gave you, I gave you what I have. Uh, let's, let's find another uh, headline, bro. So this is a oddly Floridian, Floridian headline. <laughs> Brace yourselves. Braced. Dog shoots Florida man Gregory Dale. 
in the leg with a nine millimeter handgun. Nine millimeter. Um, I have no context. I do not know why the dog chose this gun as opposed to some sort of. Uh, I guess he chose what was there. Um, animal neglect and abuse is uh, higher in Florida than other states. What about life. human neglect and abuse? I mean, the the human doesn't seem like he's done anything wrong other than leave a gun out. Well, he left the gun out. He it's clearly doesn't care too much about this dog. Definitely. I'm on the dog side of this. Well, it sounds like the dog doesn't care too much about the human. He probably did something wrong. Also, the dog was a pug. Oh, those mean mugging pugs. It was just a pug. Aww. It's just a pug. So, considering they don't have opposable thumbs, I don't know the validity of the story. But once again, it's Florida. He must have just stepped on it. Perfectly, like you got a little pasta. He you? said he lived <laughs> to tell the story and shot the light. Um, did he keep his dog after? That's what I'm trying to like. How do you come back to that and be like, "Hey, dog, I think, he shot I me." Think, like, I think the Humane Society has to confiscate the animal in this case. I mean, I think if if a dog gets put down for biting a little kid, I mean, you yeah. shoot a guy. You mean yeah, this, he clearly knows how to use a, a nine millimeter weapon. Right. Actually, that's a smart. I would take that dog in he, for security purposes. If an intruder were to come in, he has my back. He, so, sh- he should. He's not a German Shepherd, but he should work for the police. You're he, right. he could certainly apply. He's got, I mean, gun experience. <laughs> Let's jump into more than I do. Shot <laughs> <laughs> more people than I have. <laughs> so let's jump into this last headline. Um, the headline is <laughs> "You spin me right round." Uh, another very Floridian. Be ready for this. Florida woman gets married to a Ferris wheel named Bruce after failed relationships with an airplane and a train. So, uh, Linda Ducharme, 55, has a condition known as objectum sexuality. Um, she first met a skydiver, and after falling in love with the skydiver, she actually fell in love with the plane they dove out of. Um, the plane was damaged in a storm in 1986, and she restored it after 25 years. Oh, wow. Um, this is, I'm very, I'm sorry, but it's just very, Go ahead. I can't read everything, but, okay. um, Florida woman marrying inanimate objects, how do you guys feel about this? Well, I think the obvious question is, was there a prenup? Considering the value of this woman's life, which is hopefully priceless, and the monetary value that you're able to, uh, appoint to any inanimate object, I would say no. Well, I'll tell you this. There's a lot of things out there that I absolutely love. Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. I love my sports teams. But I don't think I need to marry them. I, I, I like to uh, live the single life and and not be held down by any uh, piece of machinery. So does she come home to the plane and make love to it? Or what, what's, what's, what's that? Like, what's... I wish I knew more to these. So yeah, she catches lunch every yeah, day? Or... She give him a kiss before she left. Something interesting is that they were legally married, these two... Well, the woman and the object, but uh, Florida actually doesn't allow same-sex marriage. We're two mm. human beings. But they allow. But they allow. Well, what does the Ferris wheel identify itself as? Oh, it's gotta be a boy. Its name is Bruce. Oh. That means nothing. The the Ferris wheel's name is Bruce. It's from the eighties. In the eighties, there was no okay. females named Bruce. Okay. It, but maybe it was Caitlin, and now it's Bruce. Oh. oh. The old switcheroo. Alright, thank you Brock for a, a great uh, segment there. I'm sure we'll be bringing that one back. <laughs> uh, Jason, let's end it off strong, man. Alright, so for the last uh, coffee talk, it's just about Christmas movie trivia questions. It's going to be way better than last week's uh, tr- uh, coffee talk for me. <laughs> trying to be myself after last week, even though I thought it was pretty good. Anyways, so first question. 
In which Christmas movie does Buddy travel from the North Pole to New York to find his father, Walter Hobbs? What movie is this? Rock. Oh. Elf. Oh, man. Okay, there you go. Boom. That was the first one. Okay. All right, next one. So we are Who starred as Kevin McColster in Home Alone? Oh, Brock. Macaulay Culkin. He, he tapped first. Wait what? a second. He, you, I, Jason gave away the answer. No, no, I didn't. I said, who starred as Kevin McColster in Home Alone? Oh. I said my name. He's my name. He's my name. What's the... Well, we established... He, he got it. Okay. That's fine. I would have got it wrong. Okay. okay. Who would you guess me? Kevin McCulkin? How do you say his name? Macaulay Culkin. That's Mac- Macaul- yeah, I would have said yeah. it wrong. So, yeah. Kevin McCulster's real name. Alright. Okay, so... In which Christmas movie does Jim Carrey's character try to ruin Christmas? Drew. Pe- Go ahead. The Grinch! Ah! That was too easy. Okay. But I'll give it, it to you. Right. How the Grinch stole Christmas. That's point a really great point. movie. Alright, so... Next one. Which black comedy from 2003 features Billy Bob Thornton as a thief who disguises himself? Bro, I was gonna. Alright, go ahead. Bad Santa? Yes, you got yes. that. Hold on. So. Alright, never mind. Let's yeah. go. But, okay. Continue. Continue. Alright, so this one's a little tough. Uh, okay, let's okay. see. Which Cheers actor provided the narration for the Disney movie Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas? Brock. Go ahead. Frazier? Drew. <laughs> You got it. What? Oh, yes. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, that's man. not. Well, I'll give you. No. Yeah, Frazier is. You were gonna but you know who I was going to say? Who were you going to say? Ted Danson. I was going to say. Is he in that? No, he's not in that. That's, that's a good guess. Oh, man. I, would, I don't even know That's him, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was thinking Ted Danson after you. Good I, guess. I, yeah. yeah. But Kelsey Grammer. I couldn't think of. I knew he had a girl for his name. Frazier. <laughs> Kelsey. So I said Frazier. All right. This is my favorite movie of all time. All right, so which Christmas movie features Arnold Schwarzenegger? Drew. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> the name <laughs> of this movie is about an action figure. It's not called Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's, um, I'll, I'll Have Your Toy by Christmas. Beep. <laughs> that is wrong. What is it? It's the name of the character, isn't it? Right? Is it the name of the action figure? Robo Man or something like that? No, it is not. But you're headed the right way. Man. I'll have your toy by Christmas. Which Christmas movie featured Arnold Schwarzenegger desperately trying to get an action figure on Christmas action Eve? Action Man. No. As a gift for his son. Um, it's very simple, guys. It's very simple. It's a Christmas type of title. Home for the Holidays. And you guys want the answer? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Jingle don't all know. the way. Come on, guys. Jingle all the way. Oh, yeah. that's a lame name. Okay, so last one. If you guys get this one, you guys know your Christmas trivia. Which American comedian played the role of Papa Elf in the movie Elf? American Papa Elf. What's his name? I don't know his name. Can do you we, think, do can we you know think his of, name? Can you think of who it is? Can you picture it? It's not. It's a guy that looks like Red Foreman. I can't picture That's him. Right? Uh, I don't even know who read Papa that. Elf. But he's an old guy, remember? In the yeah, Papa Elf and Wolf Girl sitting on his lap. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I remember. I don't, how do I don't remember the person. Like, maybe you guys know your truth. Do you? Yeah. There's some people out there that do. Do, do, you, do you know the movies that he's been in? That movie? I'm sorry. I Was he a comedian, know. you said? Yes, American comedian. I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna show Louis you Black. Few. I'm going to show you a picture of him. I, I know what he looks like. And then maybe Why don't you show me a name of him? Huh? Uh, I don't know about that. Alright. Oh yeah, I didn't see. What? 
Yeah, that's fine. Larry, Larry Drew 